Well, I'm Lifeblood. This is George G. And the time is right. Welcome to today's guest, strong and powerful Violetta Turpaluk. Violetta, are you ready to do this? Yes, absolutely. Thanks All for having right. me. Excited to have you on. Let's go. Violetta is a certified financial planner. She's an MBA, a CPWA, and a CEPA or CEPA. She's a financial advisor helping business owners successfully exit their businesses and managing everything that goes along with that process. Violetta, excited to have you on. Tell us a little bit about your personal life, some more about your work, and why you do what you do. Good question. Personal life... Um... I'm in, located in Northern California, two kids, a 20-year-old and 17-year-old, married for 22 years. My husband is a business owner. I came from a business owner background. That's part of what I do, what I do. Um, I was born in China, and then when I was a teenager, my parents moved us to Hong Kong where their credentials were not recognized they were professors both professors in china so they were forced into starting the business in you know started an import export business they never planned they never built something that has sustainable value um when i was growing up i overheard a lot of conversation about tight cash flow employee issues business development issues banking issues and then my dad got very ill and my mom became his caregiver as you know both of them had to quit running the business eight years later um, my dad passed away and there's nothing left in the business. It was not sellable. They didn't save enough, even though they pay for our college education. We are debt free. And hence my mom now lives with me. So at that age, I just vowed to myself, I've got to find a way to help people, particularly business owners like my parents who worked so hard and sacrificed so much to end up having something and reap the benefit of their business. Um, and then fast forward, I came to the United States. I did my MBA in corporate strategy at University of Michigan in Ann Arbor, and I became a management consultant for PricewaterhouseCoopers for a few years. Um, it wasn't as fulfilling as I hoped to. So in 2022, I became a personal financial planner. I felt that I find a lot more meaning in working with individuals and business owners who share the values with me and also to answer my childhood vow to find my calling in working with business owners and retirees to help them live, you know, their fulfilling life and passing down legacy. Well, I appreciate that very much. Why is it that business owners fail to, to plan for contingencies or for, for exits? Yes. Hence, I talk about, you know, the pitfalls, but I can just pivot into that topic. I think there's quite a few reasons having lived through my parents' failure, and I am a business owner, too. I own my practice. I see some patterns there. One thing is that a lot of business owners think that exit, quote-unquote exit, is a one-time event far into the future. It's not an ongoing process. Right. So they never if you know that you think that your exit is 10 years from now, why start now? That's one. The second is that they only think that it they only consider the planned exit or I call it a vertical exit. And they forget that 
things can happen to them, such as we call the five Ds as SIPA, right? The death, disability, divorce, distress, and disagreement, which could happen tomorrow. That means that their exit can be involuntary or what I call horizontal exit. Um, they don't think about that. They think they're invincible. Everything can be planned. And then the third reason of third pitfall is that it's just life or business gets in the way. They just want to solve the short-term problem. Usually it's cash flow, profitability, employee issues, government regulation, um, even real estate, you know, rent, you know, office leases. The exit is something that's so far into the future, they tend to just procrastinate on that. And there are so many reasons why they procrastinate. Part of that is probably just lack of knowledge, right? Um, we think as SIPA, exit strategy is good business strategy. It's a way you should run your business, right? The fourth pitfall is that they think business exit is only a business decision. However, as small business owners, the exit, the business exit is actually very personal decision, such as our emotional readiness, our personal financial readiness. So when they bucket them into in the business decision, they don't tie it with the personal retirement. They feel like, well, you know, I just keep running the business, right? And then the last pitfall, one of the last pitfalls is um, they just have no professional people to help them. You know, a lot of them will say, oh, I'm going to have this insurance agency to do my work as calm, or I have a commercial real estate, or I have a moving company, I have a technology company, just very fragmented. Nobody's really looking at the 30,000 foot log, particularly looking at both the personal and business um, financial issues to give them that guidance. I think it's just lack of professional support. Those are compelling reasons. Certainly, it's 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 hard to start a business. It's hard to get it up and running. It's hard to have a successful business. So that that really occupies a lot of the time and the attention and the headspace. That 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 doesn't surprise me at all. Yeah, the Exit Planet Institute actually did studies. They call the State of the Owner Readiness Study, and they said that in this study, it shows that fifty percent of business owners are over the age of fifty-five. I would think this this study is almost ten years old, so that means it's over sixty-five now, right? And most of them will need to exit in the next three to ten years. Seventy-six percent plan to use the business as the primary source of retirement because so much wealth is tied up in the business. Um, 99% of them agree to have a transitional strategy is important, and yet only 20% of them have some kind of transition plan in place. And worse yet, only 6% of them have what we call life after, after plan, meaning who am I um, after the exit? That's another reason I think uh, business owners don't do it because uh, business is a way of uh, their self-expression, right? Without the business, many of them struggle with who they are and what kind of life they're going to live without having to go to the work and without having employees or suppliers to deal with. That's interesting that only 6% have really thought that all the way through. Like, what am I going to do? Should I no longer have this business to go to anymore that I've done for my whole life? I know. And then that's why many of them that they don't plan. They just think, oh, I'm just going to work until I die or I'm going to work until I have to stop, such as getting seriously ill. Unfortunately, that's when the wrong time to try to sell your business, because at that point, you're that's exactly what happened to my dad. You know, he had to stop. Uh, at that point, and then the business was worth nothing. 
because it's overly dependent on him, right? And he cannot be dependent on when he's sick, and it was worth nothing. And it doesn't need to be that way. There are things exactly. that he probably could have done along the way. Yes. If business owners treat their business truly as one of the asset classes, right? You ha- you can own real estate, you can own stocks, bonds, and you can own, you know, you know any kind of alternative investment you have, right? Um, if business owners just treat this business as another piece of asset in their overall portfolio, if you will, then it, they will have a different mindset. I think business owners don't. They treat this as um, cash cow, just where they extract the cash flow, right? It's just cash, cash, and they don't think this is actually an asset. So oftentimes I think that we spend so much time sort of wondering, oh, I wonder what the future is going to hold and, and 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 what if. But we already know. We already know what those big mistakes are because people have interviewed people towards the end of their lives. They've, they, they, they've interviewed people yeah. who have sold their businesses and have regrets about it. Yes. Yeah. The research actually shows that you just touched on that, that 75% of business owners actually regret one year after their exit and only 5% were happy with the net proceed of the selling and Value Builder, which is another organization that does exit planning, they said there are four main reasons for such regret. I mean, when people die, of course, they have a lot more regret. I've seen those regrets, right? Not being happy, not having great uh, relationship. But for business owners, particularly after they sell the business, the four regrets are tied to number one is they didn't have, a, before they, re, uh, they, they their exit, they don't have a clear vision of what their life is. And in fact, they don't have a clear vision what the purpose of the business serves in their life, right? You know, your business is just an engine. Your life is your life, right? Business is part of your life, but it's not your life, right? So so they don't have a clear vision. And then the second is that um, they did not go through the process of fully evaluate identify and evaluate all their options. A lot of time is due to ignorance. They don't know how many options they have. Many owners that I talk to say, oh, I'm just gonna pass down to my employees, the most qualified employees, or I'm gonna pass down to my kid. That's it. They didn't even think about, oh, I could have sold it to private equity. I could have merged with my competitors or um, I could have done an ESOP or, you know, there's so many options out there they're just not aware of. Therefore, after they exited, they thought, oh, I could have evaluated that option or this option. That's why they regret, right? And then the third reason is that they are so attached, emotionally and financially attached to the business after the exit, they're still attached. I have a client who was a president of a construction company and he was so attached to the business. After he had exited the business, he rented an office right next to his old company to run his soccer team. He said, okay, now I don't have this construction business. My new business is my soccer team. And he had to commute. Like he just think that he he was so used to commuting. He literally just commute next door to his old office. Right? That was his new job. 
Um, and then the third, the last, the fourth reason is a lot of business owners are unhappy how their employees and clients are treated by the buyers. And I think it is related to the fact that they didn't plan it and they didn't fully evaluate their options. And worse yet is they didn't build the business to be so attractive so that they have the negotiating power to require the buyer to do a certain way, or they didn't even have to spend a time to build a corporate culture to begin with. Maybe there was no culture in the business to begin with, right? It was just a cash flow machine for them. So those are the four main reasons that business owners regret after that. And my mission is really to help them get in front of those regrets and be proactive to plan, to have options, and so that when they come to the point to exit, better yet, they don't even think about exit, but the house, you know, just think about the business like a house, right? You build a house so attractive, the buyers are knocking on the doors. Wouldn't that be even more beautiful to offer you something that is higher than you thought you could have gotten, right? That maybe you will be happy to exit and then you will have the money to do whatever fun, you know, charitable, volunteer, spending time with family. Start a soccer team, whatever. <laughs> or for the soccer team or become a, a golf pro, whatever, you know. <laughs> whatever it might be. Yeah. So how how do you help business owners to develop what that vision or what the purpose of their business really is? Yeah, I think all it all started with life planning. So it's not just financial planning, it's life planning. So um, I took a course on life planning is really looking at the client's uh, values um, in their lives, um, how they envision their life if they had abundance, because uh, a lot of business owners have a scarcity mindset. You really have to think about what if you had abundance, okay? if what if money was not an issue, how would you live your life? And yet at the same time to help them recognize that Everybody is mortal, so you could die tomorrow. So you have to plan for the best, but also prepare for the worst, right? So you have to bring in that emotion. So through the life planning process, we really tap into the emotion of the owners. The second is it's extremely important to involve the family members, even though they're not involved in the business. Most business owners are family stewards. There is this nine personality, or there is family steward, independent, mogul, VIP, accumulator, gambler, um, the phobic, like different money means different things to different people. The research has shown that most business owners are family stewards. That means that they got into the business to take care of their loved ones. And yet, after they got into the business, they become so busy and they probably spend more time with their suppliers and clients and employees than with the family. One of the things to help them plan for their life is bring true to them. Who do you really care about? Like, what do you want for them? And what do they want for themselves? And what do they want from you? Maybe they just want more time with you. They want you to be more present, right? So getting the family involved and having a life planning conversation, that is very important. And then the next piece is crunch numbers. Uh, how many business owners have this number in their head and say, oh, if I had this much, I am set. I'm That's it, right? But they forgot that that 
what if you need long-term care? What if you want to set up a 529 plan for your grandchildren? What if you have to take care of your elderly parents? Or what if you have charitable intent, right? So everything, all the assumptions have to be discussed and the numbers have to be crunched so that you have a target number to run your business on. And again, I call this the inside out approach, right? Look at yourself first, look at your family first, then use your business as the engine to fuel yourself and fuel your business. Because you only have one of you, you only have hopefully only one family, but you could have multiple businesses, right? So I think that is that just having downtime having that conversation with the family, particularly the spouse, is extremely important. And writing them down, write the personal goals down. That makes a lot of sense. It's such mm-hmm. a simple thing, but it's so hard for human beings to think about and write down goals. Why is that so hard? I know. I know. <laughs> I would I would bet if you ask business owners to write down their goals, nine of the 10 are business goals. They can easily tell you, oh, I want this revenue. I want this kind of growth. I want this many employees. You know, I want this many clients. But a lot of business owners don't spend time writing down the personal goals. I want this much time for vacation. You know, I want this much personal wealth. For some reason, they just don't spend time writing down the personal goals as much as the business. Yeah, I think it's I think it's fascinating. Mm-hmm. Well, Violetta, thank thank you so much for coming on. Where can people learn more about you, and how can they engage with you? I think the easiest they are on LinkedIn. Uh, the easiest just find me on LinkedIn. Uh, I know my name. I usually have to spell my name. It's V. I-O-L-E-T-T-A and then T-E-R-P-L-U-K. And uh, so they can find me on LinkedIn. Um, if they type, they type that name, I am probably the only name. My website is my name too. <laughs> Just type that name to probably find me on my website too. Excellent. Well, if you enjoyed this much as I did, show Violetta your appreciation and share today's show with a friend who also appreciates good ideas. Find her on LinkedIn. And again, it's V-I-O-L-E-T-T-A. T-E-R-P-E-L-U-K. And then you can go to our website, which is hername.com. And if these things have been on your mind, which they probably have because they're on all of our minds, just it's time to take a little action and get in touch with her and start this life planning process because the sooner you do it, the better. Thanks again, Violetta. Yeah. Or find any financial planner. I was at any CIP they will be able to at least have that conversation with Excellent. them. Yep. Well, thank, thanks again, Violetta. All right. Thanks, George. And until next time, remember, do your part by doing your best.